Welcome back to another episode of Crossing Broadcast. I am your host, Kyle Pagan, reporting live from a bunker in Ukraine, or maybe even a bunker in Philadelphia, the way this weekend went. Welcome back. We got a jam-packed show for you. We've got Kevin Kincaid coming on, as per usual. We've got Ant Sanfilippo coming on to talk about Ivan Fedotov, Flyers prospect who is detained in Russia. But before we get into anything, let's bring Kev on right now. Kev? Hello. Have you ever hated a job so much that you felt the need to broadcast it to millions of people, maybe even hundreds of people, especially the people who maybe look to you to lead in a time of need? Because that's what Jim Kenny did, and he fucking hates this place. What do you think about that last night? So, well, to answer the question, uh, yes, I have, but I didn't have anybody to broadcast it to. You know, back then I only had like 100 Twitter followers. Or I was like a nobody working the graveyard shift at uh, – you know, uh, WWAG, uh, I don't even remember what the stage was, Fox 5 in Atlanta, you know, I was sitting there at 3 a.m. saying, man, this sucks, you know. So that was my own. About, like, well, you were a producer or, or everything. Could you hijack the live feed and just be like, you know what? I quit. <laughs> no, you could, you know, you could, you could, you could sneak like a, uh, like a Chiron on there, like a lower third graphic or something, you know. But, Breaking no, news, Kevin. Yeah, yeah but. No, I wasn't pressing the buttons, though. Like, the producers don't press the buttons. You got to have the director do that. That's fine, man. That's, uh. Mayor Kenny basically pulling an Alec Bone there and saying, I fucking hate this place, you know, except he happens to be the mayor. You know, he wasn't drafted to the, you know, the Philadelphia City Council or whatever. He's been part of it for like 20 years or something. So I, uh, on, on one hand, I like appreciate the, the candor, you know, yeah, and the, the sincerity honesty. there. But at the same time, you're basically like, you're quitting on us, man. Quitting yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, I tweeted it out earlier, but, you know when people have reached their breaking point in Philadelphia. It's kind of funny that way how we have like a picture in time of like every time that someone wanted out of Philadelphia. You have T.O. in the driveway doing sit-ups. You've got uh, Jonathan Papelbon grabbing his crotch. You're like, well, that guy probably can't ever pitch here ever again. Then you got Ben Simmons passing the ball to Matisse when uh, when Trey Young's underneath. And then you have Jim Kenny at the 2026 World Cup announcement. Everyone's going nuts. Jim Kenny's just like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I got to be out here. Let me go to my air conditioning office in, uh, in City Hall and get this over and with. Then he's wearing, and then he's wearing, he's wearing a Real Madrid jersey. Yeah. In front of the, the- <laughs> How was he wearing a Real Madrid jersey? For, I, he's always been a soccer fan, believe it or not. I, you know, I, I want to say like back, like this is probably like 10 years ago or something when I was doing the union, he started following me on Twitter. It was like long before he was mayor when he just had the private, like personal Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I was like, oh, the oh, uh, councilman Kenny's following me. That's cool. He must be a soccer guy. So he's always been a soccer fan. But we what, what are you wearing a Real Madrid jersey for on the 4th of July? And it was that, was he at a party or something? Or did somebody... Did he need another shirt and somebody just handed that to him? Like, if you're going to do the do that, wear like a U.S. national team jersey, wear a union jersey. So find a team that's like red, white and blue. I don't I didn't really get the the Real Madrid thing just made it even more hilarious to me. It's like this guy just wants to go to like see a game over. there. He doesn't give a shit about being the mayor of Philadelphia right now. You're so right. How does he not have an assistant who's like, hey, you got to head over to. Mayor Kenny's house. You got to get him, you know, even if he had like a a shirt, a t-shirt or something like that. Like this guy looks like he just got pulled out of a, like a frat party. Like he just got done polishing off like a hot dog or, or a cheeseburger. And he's like, Oh shit. Two, two shot at the art museum. I better go. It looks like he came back from like misconduct tavern after seeing the arsenal game at like 7am or something. What what am I, he's wearing his Jersey here. He just had like bangers and mash or some shit, you know? And, uh, 
you know, because every mayor, when they ever they do these like things, you know, they're wearing like the fire department hat or like the, you know, emergency management polo. Hand the guy a polo with like the the police department logo on it or something. Yeah. You know, they got to just keep those handy, right? Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, you would go to Walmart and buy a BBQ Freedom in, in America shirt for like $9.99 <laughs> off the rack. It's a 24-hour <laughs> store. Like, you just need better people around you, Mayor. I mean, get the Real Madrid. Get, Wawa, get them a Wawa Welcome America. <laughs> like, Hoagie Fest. Free, free <laughs> t-shirt that was thrown into the shot into the crowd with a hot dog cannon or something. You know? I mean, like, just fun. <laughs> Just get anything except the Real Madrid jersey when you're going to say like his watershed moment. The, the thing that the moment that may have ended his political career in general, he's wearing a Real Madrid mm-hmm. blue T-shirt, uh, yeah. blue jersey. Uh, a, a run with us from the uh, from the Sixers Drew Holiday playoff or Evan Turner playoff days where they're taking the Celtics <laughs> to Game Seven. It's just Jim <laughs> Kenny run with us. Yeah, I, w- I will grab him something from my like box of shit to give away. You know that the Sixers give us for free that I'm never gonna wear. I, I have like a Philly Unite blue extra large shirt that I can get wear anything but that. So. Not a political post. That was not a no. political post. But. We're Switzerland here. We're the most bipartisan uh, YouTube channel. Oh. Probably the we biggest Philly sports channel in Switzerland as well. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be tough to come back from that because man, if could you imagine Angelo if like Nick Sirianni was like last year when they were like started off like one and three and he was just like, you know what, I, I hate this place. You know, I, I can't wait to not be coach of the uh, of the <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia for Eagles real. for real. I mean, it's like that's what it's because people say like, oh, you know, this is political. Even if you don't call it political, like, man, if he was a Republican, I would have wrote the same shit. It's not about being a Republican or Democrat. I didn't say anything about any of his policies, but like, here's a dude who's running the city who basically quit on us in front of all the cameras, you know? Like, Chris O'Connell's there. My quarterback from the charity game is there, and he's like asking him questions. He's like, Yeah, I I would be happy. I'm looking forward to not being mayor. Like, what? You can't say that, man. Like, you're the leader of the city. You got to, like, you know, unite us in like this time of need, you know, give us some words of encouragement or inspiration. Like, if you, that's how you really feel, that's fine, man. But if you're not up, up, to snuff anymore, man. Just resign and hand it to somebody else. No, two hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, there's a lot of people 000. who would love, love two hundred thousand dollars a year yeah. in 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 a, in a paycheck yeah. to uh, to run yeah. this city. Yeah, it'll. Uh, here's the thing with Alec Bohm. I'll say this: mm-hmm. everybody was cool with Alec Bohm because after he said what he said, he just came out right away and he owned it. And I was like, yeah, you know, emotions got the best of me. And then you remember what happened the next night? Yeah, standing up, standing ovation. You know, yeah. so Kenny, like, I don't know if it's different if you're a politician, if the mayor, if there's anything coming back from that. But all you got to do is like say, hey, sorry, you know, like, <laughs> you know, the 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 shootings in this city and the loss of life and whatever's just weighing on me, you know, dramatically. And I really care about this city and I misspoke. I don't know. Maybe there's a window for him to like get back from this, but it's like, yeah, dude, like you, you got like, you're the mayor, man. You're the figurehead of the town. If you can't hold this shit together, then who can, you know? Listen, I was a couple of lights deep. I had a belly full of potato salad. You know, I just wasn't thinking straight. <laughs> it's just really, yeah. Like you said, it's just really weighing on my conscience and everything, you know? You know? Yeah. That first half of that quote made, made sense. Because he was saying, I'll read, I'll read it verbatim for you. He said, I don't enjoy Fourth of July. I don't enjoy the Democratic National Convention. I didn't enjoy the NFL draft. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all the time. Okay, that's that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's saying, like, these are like rough times here. We're dealing with some shit. But then he goes and says, I'll be happy when I'm not here, when I'm not mayor, and I can enjoy some stuff. <laughs> Great job by Steve Keeley playing the Howard Eskin model where he gets the follow-up question in. <laughs> Well, it's funny too because Howard can't stand Kenny either. Like, we should just put, we should send Howard out to the next, like, uh, you know, may- mayors. You know, what does he does he do weekly press conferences? I don't know. I know you Billy could tell, Penn you could follows tell he was him. Tired though, man. You could tell. Oh me. hell yeah! Oh, anyone would be tired in the city. I I think we send the Philly captain out there. That guy 
He hates, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. That guy hates every politician everywhere, every which way. Dave, can you play the the audio? I don't, if anyone hasn't seen it, maybe, I don't know how you haven't, but I know some people still haven't seen it. Let's see if this audio plays. Oh no, we only got the only got the video. Yeah, well, we'll have to we'll have to find the audio. Some yeah, maybe we can play that later. But um, so happier things, you know, going moving on from uh, from Mayor Kenny, the Michael Rubin Hamptons party is I'm going to say it right now <laughs> is becoming just as big or bigger than the Met Gala. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I think it was you I was talking to about this. Like, I personally don't get it. Maybe I'm just old. Like, but I don't, first of all, I don't know any of these rappers other than Drake. I don't know who the hell Little Dirk is. Is that one of the guys who was there? That was one of the guys. There you go. You're learning. Because you, because I'm saying, like, I'm like, Michael Rubin's got, like, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. And like, what is this dude hanging out with, like, rappers who are half his age for? Like, I don't get it. But I, was it you who was saying, like, hey, these guys are, like, want to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Like, they make a lot of money. They're exactly. all in the same business mindset or whatever. So they've latched onto him and he's connected with them. It's like, this is how we make money and grow our brand and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Is, am I on like the right track here? With yeah. Her? I mean, it, let's call a spade a spade. You know, whether you like Michael Rubin, or you don't like Michael Rubin, the guy's built like three businesses. They've all become billion dollar empires or at least multi, multi-million dollar empires. He's probably going to be one, if not the leading factor in gambling, ticketing, merch in the next couple of years with the way he's launching fanatics mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean if i can if i can get in michael rubin's pockets and be like hey you're you like this company you just started oh can i you know throw a couple million in there and watch it grow like you know what he's doing with meek mill and reform yeah. right now um i'm sure him and i mean it seems like him and little baby are boys they had a hair for hair bet i don't know were you a wwe guy back in the day i mean like way back in the time like <clears throat> razor ramon and Shawn michaels like okay 90s yeah do you remember the hair versus hair bet from Vince McMahon versus Donald Trump at WrestleMania when they bet each other's hair? <laughs> I do not, but that sounds very fascinating. Yeah, so there was a hair versus hair bet uh, okay. between Little Baby and Michael Rubin uh, this weekend. So Little Baby <laughs> had to stay up past 4 a.m. And if he yeah. did, he could shave Michael Rubin's head. And he did. Uh, so Michael Ru- see, yeah, here's, oh, there here's, Donald, <laughs> here's the future president of America shaving Vince McMahon's head. Oh man, at WrestleMania, baby. <laughs> See, now, what I, I think stuff that I was looking at Ruben's Instagram, and uh, was that his wife who fell off? Uh, yes, fall off the stage or something. She took a nosedive off the stage. That's how cr- crazy the party get at the Ruben man. household. Four hundred people were there. They crushed six hundred bottles of tequila. Oh man, that sounds terrible. I just I feel like sick just thinking about that. Did I'm not even. The, um, did you see the video of? Embiid, Harden, and PJ Tucker all dancing together with Meek Mill. Yep. Did you see that giant Ace of Spades bottle that TJ mm-hmm. Tucker had in his hand? Yeah. It's bigger than my head. I saw all the tweets too. Well, Sixers chemistry, you know, this is it. Championship coming, you know. Um, Are you making fun of know. me because the I tweeted that? That's so far into me. Everybody, everybody's dressed in white. Uh, Bob Kraft, I don't even know if he was there this one. He was there. He's okay. He, Michael Rubin is half his age. All these other rappers are half Rubin's age. I, it's just like the strangest group of people to me. But I, I don't get it because I don't have a bazillion dollars, you know. So maybe money attracts money. These guys all want to hang out with each other. And they all respect each other for being entrepreneurs. I just think it looks really weird. Like, does, aren't there more? Aren't, aren't there more age appropriate people for Michael Rubin to hang? Aren't there forty year old billionaires out there too? 
I mean, he's 40. Like, he's not like he's like 62. He's not like he's like. Uh, yeah, but he ain't 20. He's not 25 anymore, man. You got to kind of read the room a little bit, don't you? Like, you're, you're a little too old to be hanging out with. Uh, Jay-Z's with, like, 50 years old. He was there. He's hanging out with all the rappers and everything. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, you know, I'm I mean, 37 he did, he was throwing old. white parties back in the day. 37-year-old dude from the suburbs. I, you know, I was landscaping this weekend. I, I can't really do much on the Hamptons white party. It's just not an area of expertise for me. I, I didn't even know what Reggie Bullock was talking about on his Twitter account. So I'm like kind of lost. I'm like flailing around here, you know? Yeah, that was a thing where Reggie Bullock did post. He reposted two stories that were like future Sixer. And uh, so I guess Reggie Bullock might be coming to the Sixers. So they can't, uh, I mean, he's making $10 million the next two years so they can't fit him in even if they trade uh, they'd have to trade something so that's the only way he could i've got a take yeah daryl is uh meeting with james harden today fresh off of a july 4th hangover mm-hmm. i think maybe 15 million maybe 10 million dollars a year plus a lifetime supply of tylenol some gatorade <laughs> that might, we might be able to handle that hammer that deal out by sunset and maybe like one percent Ownership stake in Fanatics, you know? Yeah, 1% ownership stake oh, in yeah. Fanatics. So That's um, our guest is finally here, Ant oh, Sanfilippo. Bring him on. Uh, we want to talk to him. What's up, Ant? Hey, guys. Apologize for the apologize for the delay there. Um, I'm teaching a class. Let me get in the camera shot here. Okay. I'm teaching a class down at uh, my alma mater, St. Joe's Prep. And oh, the class- came over. We could have we could have done the the, the show from my my bedroom. <laughs> so anyway, so I was supposed to, um, uh, you know, the class is supposed to end at 1155. The guy who runs the program says, hey, hold your class for a couple minutes. I want to come around and make a quick announcement before they start lunch. So I pull you guys up on the screen and the kids are all standing here. And it, it was like really a long delay before he came and got them. And first thing they said was, is, th- is that Aaron Rodgers? So they thought Kincaid was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> And then, then the second one, the guy goes, wait, isn't that the guy that asks dumb questions on the street? <laughs> <laughs> These are 12 and 13-year-old kids asking if that guy who asks right. dumb questions on the street. I, like I love that. it. I thought that was fantastic. So I like at that. Least I'm late, but I thought it was at least, at least got some humor out of it. I mean, that's not uh-huh. the first Aaron Rodgers comment I think you've gotten, Kincaid. You actually do more look like Aaron Rodgers as the as the days go by that's great for the brand though they recognize you and they recognize me but they don't know well they don't know who i am but they know who you are but i i get i get uh nick sirianni i yeah. get a lot of i get a lot of furcon furcon corkmas um, okay yeah i don't see it personally I, 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 well that was before you you grew the beard out a little bit yeah and we both have big noses too if i turn my to yeah, i remember yeah, cover, get, i remember covering the in screen one time and i said I said, man, Furkan and, and and Kev could be brothers. Yeah, we really could because he's got, but he's like clean shaven too. But it's crazy yeah, yeah. if I have like the same facial hair like this, and we do look alike. Yeah, yeah. the Turkish, it's the Turkish in me, I think. Well, yeah, that's why people. Speaking see of uh, Slavic countries or European companies, we have a crazy story from the weekend. That's why we brought Ann on. Ivan Fedotov, who's a Flyers prospect, was arrested leaving practice by masked men in camouflage as a TV crew who was doing a special report on him was following. So the team, for any background that people might not know about, because it did happen you know, early, latish Friday, and it was kind of like a Friday news dump. So the team he plays for, CSKA, which I was told is pronounced Cheska? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically the Russian, the old Red Army team. Okay, so they're it's CSKA, own- it's Cheska Moscow. Okay, so they're owned by the Russian military, the military defense. Now, 
he gave an interview saying that he was going to go play for the Flyers this uh, coming up in the season and whatnot. Like I said, he was detained when he came out of a practice session. He was sent to a detainment facility where he received injections. He falls ill, transferred to a hospital. There's a chance that he's in this this province called Server de Munsk or Server de Manx, whatever. Um, just a lot of crazy stuff right now going on. And what the hell is going on in Russia right now? Well, I wish I could, I wish I could tell you exactly what was going on. Um, I, I will put a little caveat out up front that we're going to discuss this, but the reports that are out there, since they are coming from Russia, I would say we, we should be careful to uh, accept them all as truth and fact. Um, we don't know. Uh, we don't know what is really happening over there. Um, but the reports that, you know, from the from the more reputable, and I say more reputable because they're not even 100% reputable, but the more reputable organizations over in Russia are that that exactly what you said happened that he got this injection. We don't know why he fell ill from the injection, if it was some kind of crazy-ass poisoning thing or if it was just he was dehydrated after practice and then getting the injections made him feel sick. Who knows? could be any number of things. Um, His lawyer was not willing to speculate uh, on the record. Um, And then they did send him to a military training base, basically in Siberia is where it is. It's Mm. really the northern part of of Russia up there. Um, And the report now is is that he'll be there um, through September and then will be put into active duty. Um, and he only you know, the, the, the quotes that I saw again from Russia um, were that uh, it's not a lot to worry about. He'll be able to resume hockey in a year. Um, but their philosophy is, is that it's going to be in Russia, not in the United States. Okay. The, I guess the question really comes down to this. The NHL had a transfer agreement with the KHL that once the war between Russia and the Ukraine started, they canceled. And basically we're like, we're not going to honor this agreement anymore because we don't approve of what Russia's doing. Fedotov was obviously a name that was important in Russia because he was the starting goalie on the championship team. He was the starting goalie on their Olympic team. So it was a name that a lot of people in Russia were following. Um, and so they took the opportunity to say, well, the NHL is not going to control who gets to come and go. So we're going to do this to him and kind of make an example. And is that's Provy kind of what, over there? Provy is so right now. Last I had heard, Provorov was here, but okay. was planning on going home to see family. Okay. Now, whether that's changed because this happened, but as of about a week ago, he was still in town and he was still training here. Um, I have not heard since whether he decided to go or he's going to decide to stay. Um, but his plan originally was to go home um, and see family. So that was it. The whole situation is crazy right now for any Russian uh, a hockey player. It really, it, there's a great article in The Athletic written by Mike Russo, uh, who's the Minnesota Wild Beat guy, but he's really plugged into the league. He's sensational. Um, really talking about, you know, the, the Russian players just don't know. They just don't know what their future is going to be. Um, are they going to be allowed to come back and play? Are they going to be banned from coming in? They are, you know, are they, is the NHL just going to say, you know what? We'll wait. You guys can play in Russia until I mean, that, that could be a move that you make back to kind of say to Russia, fine, you won't let this kid over. Then we're not going to let Alex Ovechkin come back and pursue the all time goal scoring record. Right. I mean, there's a lot of things that could that could happen here. It's, it's, it's going to be, you know, let, let's let's see who's got a bigger dick is what this is going to be. And 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 um, we'll see who wins. But it's it's kind of crazy. And you just feel bad. You feel bad for the kid. Right. Mm-hmm. 
more than anything, that's you feel bad for the kid that he's got to endure this. Um, but this is this is you know the way it should, this the way the Flyers summer is going, and shouldn't surprise anybody that, that they have one one shit show after another with this team. Yeah, and to add a little bit more to the situation, you know, Ovechkin was asked about this this weekend about yeah. the whole Fedotov situation, and his answer was they asked him, "Do you want to talk about it?" And he goes, "No, why?" So like, yeah. was there going to be? I, I mean, I'm looking forward specifically to the Ivan Fedotov revenge game when they do play the Capitals in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you don't know. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, why is why is Ovechkin not saying anything? Because he doesn't want to risk, you know, himself. I mean, he doesn't want to put any bur- – he's just like, I'm not going to comment. I'm just not going to mm-hmm. say anything. I'm not going to fuel any flames. You can't blame the guy. I mean, he's got yeah. a career to, you know, to worry about as well. I mean – Family, yeah. Well, his family's here. I mean, the one thing I could oh. say is Ovechkin's – most of his family is in the United States at this point. Uh, then you know what? I'm actually going on the other side. Ovechkin's a pussy for not saying anything. Um, <laughs> I don't trust Chuck Fletcher in many trades, many deals, but can we trade Briz's contract for our boy Fedotov? <laughs> well, Briz's contract not, doesn't even count anymore, right? I mean, I think they're still giving him a little bit of money, yeah. but it doesn't even, doesn't even count anymore. We can't but even I, we can't say, hey, yeah. Putin, here's Briz. Guy's yeah, not Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, it's, it's not Bobby Bonilla, yeah. No, yeah, no. no just, yeah, we don't have a Bobby Bonilla day for for the Flyers. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I, 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 it's crazy. It's it's just unbelievable. I mean, when I first heard about it on Friday, I was like, and I was told how many levels this went through the government and and um, and uh, the, you know the the investigative units that were involved and and just how deep it went. And I was told, be careful what you say, be careful what you report, because Russia's mm-hmm. looking for this. They want to. They want to blame anything that they can on America. So it was almost like, okay, <laughs> I'll put it out there, and then I'm I'm stepping back, man. Like I'm not gonna, you know, I'll say, hey, here's the mo- the latest from someone else. I'm not reporting anything. I'm not gonna try and report anything. Uh, I don't want to put. I don't want to be the person who could potentially put this kid, his life in danger. Right. I mean, so I, I'm just just not gonna yeah. do it. I'm just not gonna do it. So that's that's a personal thing that. You know, and I don't, and I wish that, and I put a little thing out on Twitter. I, I said to my colleagues, just be careful what you put out there. Make sure that what you have is worth putting out there because it's, it's a human life ex- at stake. Dave, can we bring up uh, Sever Advinks? The, the, I want to see what this, this place kind of looks like because it, it definitely has to be Soviet. Hey, Joe Biden, uh, Flyers fan? And it was a Phil's fan and Eagles he's fan. A season, his wife's a season ticket holder. Okay, well, they used, then, to be at, they used to be at the games all the time before he was president. How good is this, yeah. how good is this Fedotov guy? Like, is this worth obviously Biden getting involved? Well, so, he, <laughs> so are you going to you going to call him like you call the senator's office? Call the I might call. I might call, call him. It might be another extra layers of uh, might be some more layers of security, but we'll get yeah. there. We'll, we'll send some, we'll send some dollar dogs over to Putin, and then that will <laughs> get his Fedotov back. We'll send torts over to Putin. Look him in the eye. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it, look, Fedotov, how good is he going to be? Who knows? I mean, he he grew up quick in Russia, became the best goalie in that league, and that's a very good league. It might be the second-best league in the world behind the NHL. Um, and then, of course, he was great in the Olympics for the Russian team. So you look at it and say, can this guy – I know the top goalies in the NHL right now are Russian goalies. I mean, you have um, you, you know, you have Shosturkin, who won the Vezina with the Rangers, um, and then, then you have uh, – uh, the kid uh, Vasilevsky with Tampa, who you know went to the finals three years in a row. Um, I mean, the best Russian goalies in, in hockey are Russian, and so who knows? Maybe he would have been next in line for that. But okay. until he got over here to play, you didn't know. But they were going to they were going to have him push Carter Hart this year. This was going to be a real test for Carter Hart 
to have Fedotov here. And now it's looking like he's not going to be here maybe ever if, you know, if at all at any point. So this is Severodic Sever- Vinks yeah. up in like Siberia, northern Russia. Yep. I don't know what that submarine's getting through. I'll tell you that. That just looks like a hunk of ice. And um, let me ask you a, a kind of a question. Maybe we can flesh this out together. But um, for a little bit, a little bit back on here, this the Siska teams, or we just say CSKA usually, right, like right. English language or whatever, right? Yeah. Th- these are all like in uh, in Europe. Uh, these are a big clubs that operate multiple sports. So like there's a Siska Moscow hockey team. There's a soccer team. There's a, you know, a women's, you know, team or whatever. Right. And then these are all, so there's like, there's multiple Siskas like CSK, like all over the place. There's one in like Sofia, Bulgaria. Right. And so like the, all the old Soviet countries had these teams, these clubs were state owned. So like the CSK is owned by the army. So like the army, the, Bulgarian team is like state-owned army. The Russian team is state-owned army or whatever. Um, I want to make a leap of like, okay, the military is directly involved with whatever, you know, Fedotov thing is going on. But this CSK in Moscow has always historically had ties to the Russian army because that's like the state affiliate, like owned group that operates. I think what people need to understand is like in Europe, uh, especially like the old Soviet countries and stuff like that. There was these state owned, whatever, like the army, like the, you know, industrial agriculture, whatever. They all had their own little clubs that operated multiple teams underneath of them. So there's a direct tie to ownership yeah. for his team to, to the state. Itself. And not only that, um, Kevin, the, the thing that's really kind of interesting is that, you know, a lot of players were able to um, have their military service requirement waived just because yeah. they played for that team, which is probably right. what Fedotov thought was going to happen with him because he played for the team for three years. And so I was like, well, I, I played already for, for the Red Army team. I don't need to go and serve my time because so many guys get it waived. And then this happens to him, right? Kind yeah, I think, I, think, um, I think the guy that the Eagles took from uh, Army, uh, Brett Toth, yeah. You know, they have the thing where they play in college, but then they go join um, the, they start their service. Right. Correct. I think there was a waiver. Actually, I actually believe it. And I think Trump signed something where there was waivers that were allowed if these guys were able to get drafted in the NFL or something like that. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. there's like a parallel there, too, where it's like, hey, you're expected. It was understood you do this. But they had made some exceptions for like for guys I, I remember, good I remember a couple of guys back in the day and um, might be a little bit too old for you, Kyle, but maybe uh, Kevin, you remember, remember Napoleon McCollum from Navy, the running back. He actually played for the Raiders was pretty good. And then he had that bad leg injury yeah. played in the nineties. Yeah. Um, he was, he had that. And then, but it, originally he said, you know, I'm going to go serve instead I'll serve first. And so the Raiders had his rights, but I think he served two years in the Navy before he came to the NFL Came to the NFL, was pretty good his rookie year, and I think it was his second year, I want to say, or second or third year, he was returning a kick and, like, had a horrible leg injury and then never really became anything after that. But he actually went and did his two years. For, he, he, he said, no, I went to the Naval Academy to be in the Navy, not to play football, and I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm going to go serve first, then I will come play uh, in the NFL, which is what he did. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah. you're right, though. I think it's I think that that waiver thing does exist and that guys can can put it off if they're going to make a career out of professional sports. So where do we go from here? Does this kind of affect like the pretty Griner situation? Because obviously she's over there detained right now. Is it and it's 
not necessarily a, a one for one trade or, or whatnot, but like, you know, now we have not two American athletes over there, but two athletes that directly affect American teams. You know, like where do we kind of go from here? Does he serve his one year of military time or, you know, those pictures that were released, people are wondering if those are actually real pictures or whatnot or taken back in the day, or does he do two years in a Russian jail for uh, desertion? Who, who knows? I mean, really, who knows? And it's funny because I, I remember asking Chuck Fletcher about this. It had to be when right when the right when the invasion into um, Ukraine started. And I remember saying to him then, hey, you know, if you have guys that are over there like Fedotov, you know, what's it going to be like to get them here? And he said, we don't really know. He said, the good, he said, the good news is, is he has an American agent. He has a Russian agent too, but he has an American agent. So having the American agent was kind of key, they felt, to getting around the um, transfer agreement um, what, that the NHL canceled. Um, but even then, it was still kind of unknown. And it looked like, okay, well, everything's going to be fine. And then this happened. And this kind of caught them, caught everybody unaware. I mean, we, none of us. Yeah anticipated this right and this is craziness that, that's going on over there yeah. um as far as how it affects Brittany griner yeah i mean you know she's an american so of course we're going to make a a harder push i would think to try and get an american home um than we would a uh russian national although he is um he was born in finland so he is yeah. finished he is finished as well um so i'm curious if that has any, if that's something that can be done maybe the Finnish government can find a way. Um, I don't. I don't know. Well, and there's a two edge. There's a diff. There's a second angle there too with Finland and Sweden and the NATO stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like kind of like you know a double leverage play if you're putting your you know styrofoam yeah. or uh, putting your uh, tinfoil hat on. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So who knows where this goes? But it's it's a it's a it's as equally fascinating as it is frightening. And I, I, again, my my hope is that I just hope the kid you know, doesn't suffer in any way. And he's able to get back to doing what he loves doing and play hockey and not have to worry about going on the front line somewhere and getting his, getting his head blown off. Yeah. Scary, scary situation. Well, Ant, thanks for coming on, buddy. Hang on. Let me yeah. ask one more thing. Oh, one know. more question. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Ant, did you, um, did you have anything or were you hearing anything on uh Debrinkat? Oh yeah. That's a great question. I mean, I know that the flyers are well into the conversation on Debrinkat. Um, and, uh, ESPN update. Um, but uh, uh, the reports that originally came out that Fletcher may have offered the fifth pick in the draft this Thursday as part of a package for him, um, from what I understand, it's not true. Um, the Flyers did make an offer. I think the Flyers' offer was lower than maybe a lot of people think because it seems like the trade that happened last was it last week or two weeks ago for Kevin Fiala um, that was a little bit less than maybe a lot of people thought uh, is setting the bar a little lower for DeBrinket to get traded. Um, that's not to say that it won't still cost you something, but it may not cost as much as you originally thought. Um, so maybe that fifth overall pick is not necessarily part of uh, a, a potential deal, but the Flyers are very deep in the, in the conversations with Chicago. They're not alone. There are other teams that are interested, but the Flyers are certainly one of, I would say, three or four teams that Debrinket could be traded to prior to the draft or on draft night on Thursday. All right. There cool. it is. So, listen, if if the stream goes down out of nowhere, if the Crossing Broad website goes down out of nowhere, 
You know who it was, all right? It's all my yeah. fault, guys. Yeah, completely. All, I, I, maybe I should send you my location for my iPhone. Yeah, right? send you your location. Know where I'm at. You can come over to my bunker right down the street from St. Joe's Prep <laughs> if you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Ant. Thanks, all guys. Right, Appreciate on, it. Buddy. See ya. Thanks, man. All right. Well, you got anything else? I mean, the only thing I really have is what an absolute awesome tweet by Derek Gunn on uh, on Friday. <laughs> Just a wonderful, wonderful yeah. Friday. Of, yeah, uh, Dave, we can pull up that tweet. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because, um, yeah, so he says, I want to give a shout out to NBC Sports Philadelphia for reaching out to me about returning. Unfortunately, things didn't work out, but I wish them well this upcoming football season. Now, here's the thing. Regardless of what his motivation was, um that's shade no matter how you how you put it right whether he intended to do that or not he's he is totally shitting all over nbc sports photo <laughs> right regardless of what your intent was that's the end product there i mean you could take out any job that you've been fired from or laid off from or quit or whatever and just swap it into there i'd like to thank eyewitness news for reaching back out unfortunately it didn't work you know, but I'd I love to thank, know. yeah, I love to thank Comcast for reaching back out, even though they let me go during the pandemic at its height. So, uh, but I just, mean, here's the here's the thing: they they laid off Gunner, you know, two years ago or whatever, and he was caught up in the Serena Winters and uh, Katie Emmer and um, Enrico and Maureen, um, you know, thing COVID downsizing or whatever. Uh, we said, you and I said the other day, or like the first day that we did this or whatever, that it's like the dumbest move that anybody's ever made. So, yeah. but like, but here's a serious question: like, if you're Gunner, would you would you give any serious consideration to going back there after they laid you off? No, no, especially if I was making the money or comfortable enough amount of money. Like yeah. The only way I would go back to like a competitor if they laid me off was if they like gave me a Godfather offer. Like, there is nothing better. And I'm so happy that Gunner got to uh, enjoy this moment. Then basically telling the employer who wronged you to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's like, I, I don't, we don't know what the uh, circumstances were for him. Like, you know, if you, if you had something and you were like a COVID layoff, right. And your employer mm -hmm. said, look, I, these are like tough times, man, we got to do this, but there was like an understanding that maybe at some point in the future, like once we get all this shit straight out, you come, you can come back or we'll reach out to you and you were okay with that. Then that's different. But I don't know what the circumstances were of him leaving. I don't know if it was just, Hey, we need to make cuts or if he was making too much money or, or whatever, you know, but regardless, I would throw a blank check at, at Gunner anyway, you know, cause yeah. I think he's, he's that good. And I thought, I think he brought a lot of value to that, but I guess we can officially rule him out of uh, a reunion. Um, you know, with NBC Sports Philadelphia. Yeah, I wonder how much he because he like like you said, he's one of those guys where it's like he didn't deserve to be grouped in with 17 other people who got laid off. Like that was a guy who dedicated yeah. himself to Philadelphia sports media who had uh, unprecedented access. Now, Russ has given us fake news here. He says there's been no audio video for 10 minutes. OK, but Frank says no audio video issues here. Well, so, he's in Pottstown, uh, Rush Joy, Pottsville, wherever the hell he is. So they don't yeah. get internet there anyway. Well, they no. have a bandwidth. They have a bandwidth of 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. They're allowed they on just the internet. Got, they just got internet yeah. there. So it's, yeah. yeah, they're working out the kinks. Um, T from the 203 says there's a spot for D Gun on the Eagles crossing broad post game show. No, I think he's doing in, in serious, all seriousness, though. He was doing the Jacob Media stuff. Uh, I think he was doing like a post game show for them. So. Hey man, I, you know, good for him, you know, but you know, I think the big thing still is they got, you know, NBC Sports Philadelphia now has to find people for that post game show, you know, cuz they got two bodies to replace. And Yeah, with uh, what, 2 months to go? I mean, even 
They probably yeah. want to work out the kinks in, in mid-August and stuff. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be interesting. And like yeah. we've always said, you never want to be the guy who follows the guy. It's not no. easy to follow Ray Diddy. And I would I would even argue that's not follow, it's not easy to follow Seth Joyner. I mean, I wasn't a yeah. huge fan, but people love Joyner. Like, yeah. Okay. So Russ was making a bad joke about Russian interference. He says <laughs> the podcast went down because he, you know. So, um, but yeah, man, that's interesting. So um, I, the only other notes I can think of, man, is I think we'll probably get an announcement this week or next week about the Mike Missinelli replacement show. I think we'll get the Angelo Catati re- replacement too, like in the next two weeks. Um, you know, Sealski and and uh, WIP. I'm not sure what the holdup is is with that. You know. Um, you know him going to replace uh, Ray for one of those days. They've had Jody doing it um, with with Glenn, and uh, the only uh, other thing I can think of is I got to chase the story about the Inquirer uh, discrimination grievance. Um, the employee who said that they weren't being paid enough. Um, mm. so that's the follow up there. I do so many stories. Honestly, I forget what they are. So if you guys remember anything, it's like, yo, is there an update on this? Like, let me know, and I'll I'll look after it. Yo, effort. But yeah, I'll F, I will effort the information on that. So. All right, Kev. Well, yeah. I can't fucking wait till this show's over. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I can't wait until I don't have to do this show. And then maybe <laughs> I can enjoy something. <laughs> Is that true? No, yes, but next time I'll come on with the Real I'll come on with the Real Madrid shirt. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can wear the Wawa Welcome America Hoagie Hoagie. Exactly. Factor. Exactly. Well, that's that's the crossing broadcast show for today, Tuesday, July 5th. Hey. I know it was a pretty shitty weekend, but happy 4th of July weekend. I hope you got to do some good things with your family and everything. And uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. And uh, hit that like, hit that subscribe button, and follow Crossing Broad Sports on YouTube. Thanks.